Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is March 1st, 2021, and guess what? That's right, it is the beginning of March. We have so much going on this month. It's Sponsorship Month here at the Produce Industry Podcast, and we have one of our sponsors on the line today. We're gonna chat a little bit about produce, but we're also gonna chat a little bit about regular life, everyone. That's right, it's not all produce every day, 24-7, or is it? Is it not? So let's welcome Michael Chavez of Flavor Wave LLC, and Golden Star Citrus Inc. If you do not know either of these companies, check them out at FlavorWaveFresh.com and GoldenStarCitrus.com. Mike spends a lot of his days in the fields and in the groves and the packing house of the California citrus industry. More and more as I work with this gentleman, I see clearly how many hats he can wear in one freaking day everyone it's insane it's crazy it's the produce and supply chain industry so everyone join me today as we have some fun kick back in the tractor turn up that volume on your drive to work and let's chat with michael chavez everyone and sponsorship month is going to have a lot of other sponsors including united fresh john green logistics indianapolis fruit company terra exports and ag tools so if you get the inside joke, let's dive deep, everyone. Cha-ching! Hey, Mike. Welcome back to the show, man. Hey, Pat. Good to be back, as always. Uh, happy to be here, per usual. Listen, man, it's March 1st, 2021, and I have said many times over and over and over again that Q1 is going to go by like that, my friend, and I believe it's gone by quicker. I feel that sentiment and could not agree with it more. Um, I have no idea what to say other than this first quarter has flown by for a lot of reasons. So yeah, I'm sure you've got your laundry list of reasons why it's gone by so quickly. Yeah, literally there's laundry everywhere if you if you really want to get down to it, but we're not going to get into that. But, you know, it, it's been crazy because, you know, it's sponsorship month, everybody. The podcast is one month away from being one year old. And, and to me, that's incredible because if we looked at where we started, uh, you know, last year, you know, April 1st, we were going to come out with a podcast. I remember someone actually saying to me, you realize that's April Fool's Day. Is this a joke? And it's like, no, it's not a joke. It's uh, now, you know, something to produce dynamite content. You've been involved in that dynamite content throughout the entire year of those. I would say at least 11 of these 12 months you have been involved. So let's see how much we get you involved over the next month before we get to a year. But Golden Star Citrus, Flavor Wave. I mean, listen, everybody, if you've seen the emails, you've seen the podcast, we have had Michael Chavez just participating and engaging within the produce industry podcast and many of the events and things that have come out of it. Golden Star has been a big supporter of the podcast as well as Flavor Way Fresh being a fancy sponsor. And it has just been, uh, I would say, an enormous amount of knowledge, education, and content over the last 11 months. But listen, 
there's so many things that we could talk about today when it comes to content, when it comes to flavor wave, when it comes to golden star, but realistically, let's talk about some of the future. Let's talk about the goods. Let's talk about what's coming. What's on the horizon, man. Like there's so much, I would say chatter out there that people are still saying, you know, pivoting and deep dive and things like that. But man, we got to just, we just got to look forward at, at this point and, you know, see what's on the horizon. Totally agree. Um, kind of funny, you know, keywords, I think during this pandemic, given all the uh, virtual, uh, virtual uh, face-to-face we're having, dive deep. I mean, virtual happy hour just a few days ago, <laughs> last week. I mean, we had a good laugh about that dive deep, I mean, conversation. If you weren't there, you got to be on the next one because you're going to miss out on all the inside jokes. But uh, yeah, we had a good laugh. And I think all the, uh, the attendees, during that virtual happy hour got a good kick about that uh, especially you know re- relating it back to i mean we hear it all the time peer groups you know any of these zoom calls any of the virtual uh, virtual participations that we're, we're a lot of us are a part of um you know you hear that so much dive deep uh you know we're gonna dive deep we're gonna take a deep dive etc 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 oh I'm, I'm pivoting i'm pivoting i mean it's a very real verb that's taking place in our industry 100 percent but I mean, if I hear those words anymore, I'm going to lose my darn mind here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You know, what's crazy is as we talked a little bit about, um, I would say engagement. So if you think of the word engagement, everyone, you're thinking how to interact with someone, maybe how to interact in a conversation, um, how to interact while you're at the movie theaters. Right. I mean, there's a certain way to engage in every situation in every form. Right. And I will tell you, since we've started these virtual networking hours, and I remember, I think if you do too, is Niels Goldschmidt, member from Terra Experts, was like, you should start a virtual networking hour. And it's been growing since then, because I think the first networking hour, what was there, about 13 to 14 people? And then the next one, it was like 28 people. And then it went back down to 18. And then it's been to 22. It's so interesting, because the amount of people is not what we're in question here, everyone. What we're talking about is engagement. And I feel, as well as Mike, you've said this many times off the mic, you've said, I feel like we're having and creating personal engagements with these people. And you're feeling it's more of a relationship now than it probably was a year ago. If you were to meet some of these people on a cold call or a DM, if someone slid into your DM in like January of last year, you'd be like, uh, don't talk to me. Who the heck is this? Right. And now it's like these crazy relationships are forming out of these virtual networks or these virtual shows and things like that. And I think that's a testament to, you know, I would say change, dude. I totally agree. I think there's a lot of change. Uh, pandemic uh, pivoting. I'll drop that word myself. Uh, pandemic pivoting, I like to call it, uh, where we're reanalyzing our business, whether it's uh, your cup is, you know, half full or it's overflowing, you know, some segments of the produce category are, are, are definitely, uh, you know, booming and some are maybe not doing the opposite, I would say. Um, pivoting and changing, developing new businesses, new business models, new approaches to our current businesses. There's just so much change happening so quickly. And I feel like the produce industry really is getting, you know, a kick in the pants real quick on innovation, uh, whether it's technology, processes, et cetera, you know, leasing an office versus working remotely. I think that's a huge conversation that's taking place right now uh, with a lot of uh, with a lot of companies that have had the brick and mortar office 
so to speak. And all of a sudden, everyone's working autonomously from home and work is still getting done. Surprise, surprise. You know, maybe we don't need that $15,000 lease, you know, on that, uh, on that office space. So a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of, a lot, a lot of very cool, uh, cool topics to talk about, you know, and engagement's one of them. You know, what's crazy too, is that think about it. I mean, just, just last week, Mike, uh, people have to understand this. Everyone, um, when we say we still have jobs, <laughs> like we take that lightly, right, Mike? But like last week, Mike had to get in his truck. Okay, everyone. And I'll let him tell the story a little bit, but we are still constantly working every day in the fields, in the packing houses, consistently constantly so when we talk about travel is a little bit restricted i mean listen if you're a consumer and you see an orange on the shelf i mean mike where where did you have to go last week how far did you have to drive just to get to the location because texas is it is having an issue everyone there is less citrus in florida less citrus in grapefruit now chavez what were you doing man last week so this started i'm trying to recall the exact dates and times but uh um, I actually got up early one day, was cranking out some emails, trying to get a little workout in, um, thoughts and prayers go out to the Dallas, uh, or I mean, excuse me, Dallas, Texas, uh, citrus, uh, growers out there, um, you know, with the weather they have, they, they definitely have taken a hit, you know, based on, you know, the temperatures that got out there, you know, all the citrus growers understand that in every growing region, I think, or in most growing regions, you know, the potential freeze, I think they're assessing still. Um, but thoughts and prayers go out to them. Um, it's hard work and, you know, I respect anyone that uh, takes those kinds of, or that uh, is part of that, uh, part of that line of work. But um, back to, uh, you know, kind of what kickstarted this whole conversation was, you know, Texas is going through, we're a grapefruit supplier. We just started uh, selling and marketing grapefruit uh, last season. And I get some early AM emails and phone calls about grapefruit. They, that, some of our partners, you know, and in, in our uh, customer base, we're looking for help, you know, with Texas being limited, we needed to kick the, kick the grapefruit, California grapefruit uh, supply going. So of course, you know, I picked some stuff up here in the North in district one, um, which is Bakersfield North, got some supply chain uh, needs filled. And then 48 hours later, hopped in my truck, went down to district two, district three, spoke with our grower partners down there, talked to them about the situation, found uh found some solutions that we can offer you know for uh for the demands that are going to be neat that are going to need to be met and came up with a game plan so really strategized and i mean definitely not speaking as myself personally and highlighting myself and my efforts i'm sure i wasn't the only one i'm sure there were everyone in the supply chain or at least in the citrus supply chain was looking at a way to solve those problems and i'm really proud to be part of that and i think that that just shows some of our you know some of our grit in our industry, you know, and I'm sure this isn't particular to citrus. I'm sure this happens with other items in other growing regions, but I think that shows a lot of our grit and ingenuity, you know, how quick we are to, uh, to pivot. I'll hit the word again, uh, to figure out the, the supply, uh, the supply chain, uh, challenges that can arise from mother nature. Good old mother nature is always going to throw us a curveball. Always going to. And for everybody that doesn't know, Mike and I have a bet. It's a side one of how many times we can say pivot and deep dive today. So you guys guess on which one had deep dive and which had pivot. Okay. But listen, the jars are getting full at this point. And listen, start a jar, not a cuss jar. Start a phrase jar, everyone. A phrase jar of phrases you shouldn't use. 
So when Rhonda or Pam goes through the office or on a Zoom call and says, we're going to dive deep or deep dive, boom, Rhonda's buying lunch. Okay, everyone, we're not letting them, we're not letting anybody get away with it. They start saying pivot again, tell them to get out on the basketball court, say go get on a pickup game, man. We're not pivoting anymore in this, in this world. Um, but man, it's so true because, you know, I'm and being out in Tampa and you remember when I was back in California just a few weeks back. I mean, listen, I'll be real with you, everyone. Uh, I miss being back in the Central Valley. I forgot what the the soil even feels like. And we've got some cool content coming soon about that. Um, Just because in Florida, when I was in Winter Haven, it's sand. It's all freaking sand mike like i was telling you it's like so when you got out to california it's like real soil it's like you actually like smell it like yes you can smell it in in florida trust me but you're walking through sand dude it just doesn't feel right like it just doesn't feel right to me so i know one thing that i do is i miss being there being in that culture of the central valley so i can totally understand too what texas is going through especially in that texas valley i mean they have citrus groves very very i would say uh replicable to ours just like chile does and kind of like florida the the tree yes not the sand um but yeah, man, it, it's it, it's just crazy right now. I think, you know, uh, between a pandemic, right, uh, between a freeze, I mean, there's so many things that Mother Nature and I would say unforeseen circumstances are causing external factors, Mike. Remember we learned that in college? They were like, there's internal factors and external factors that are going to affect your business. How the heck did we realize that we're going to be talking all these external factors in our business and now creating plans for a lot of those external factors? Man, I can tell you that I have seen so much new marketing, so much new things happening. Uh, People are diving deep. Ching uh, into into things that you've never seen them uh, do before, and you know it is amazing to me, man. Because you know we as an industry are behind. I mean, you saw that post by Nick Muscari just the other day that we have to do so much more with omni-channel marketing. We have to present our brands. We have to present to the consumers themselves, everyone. And if you're a consumer listening. This is very important to people in the, uh, the produce industry is that our goal is to connect with you and have an emotional bond with you from produce right in the grove all the way to your tabletop, all the way to your fork. I mean, that's our goal. We do this. We farm Mike's family farms to be able to provide citrus to the community. So it's very important. I mean, that I think that we represent our brands, right, Mike? Absolutely. And I mean, you hit the nail on the head there on, you know, the conversation and comments that we had on, you know, LinkedIn with Nick Mascari. Um, and that kind of sparked something within me. I was like, you know what, bare bones, you know, what, what does direct to consumer mean to, you know, Nick? What does it mean to Patrick? What does it mean to myself? I mean, it really is the most intimate relationship you can build with a customer. It's not your typical sale of, cool, I sold a load of oranges to, you know, ABC produce, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's so much more than just the product. And, you know, with the smart, everyone having a smartphone in their pocket now, you know, we have a platform and I see, you know, the Gary Vaynerchuk's, you know, spilling about this, about you have a constant platform to put content on, take advantage of it. They practice it. They preach it. They're trying to preach it. That's the gospel they're laying on the on the world right now. You know, the Gary V's of the world that are way, you know, have been ahead of their time and have been highly successful. I feel like in produce, we need to adapt and we need to, we need to really adhere to that, figure out, you know, this is the most 
most intimate relationship you can build. You know, how do we, how do I get in someone's phone? How do I get right in their face and not only sell them my product, but sell them me, my personal brand, my, my company brand. How do I build that trust relationship? Just like when I run out to write it and I need, you know, paper for the house that, uh, you know, to wipe my nose. I rarely say I need, you know, sneeze tissue or whatever you want to call it, whatever it's called, bath tissue. I always say I'm going to run out and get some Kleenex, right? You know, your Q-tips, you know, everyone, Q-tips is a brand, you know, it's kind of like, I'm always going to go back to citrus, you know, Uh, I want a Clementine. No one says Clementine or very few say Clementine. Everyone says one of the big brands that's out there. So I'm not saying it. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay out of that. I won't go that deep. But, you know, as far as the direct-to-consumer thoughts, I'm like, man, it's like, what does it mean to you? And I'm pretty sure, and I would love to hear everyone's response to that question, you know, of, of what they take it as or what it means to them. So it could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Yeah, it, it does. And, you know, just to let the consumers have a, an eye-opening experience, we will let you know. So if you look at those Clementines or those little West Murkoffs, they're very small. They're like a golf ball size, right? You will traditionally see these as a Cuties, a Peels, a, uh, what is the other one? Um, Halos. Um, heck, Mike, we saw Minions to, uh, the other day. Uh, we saw there's the, the Minions brand. There's a lot of different brands out there that hold these. But Mike is right, everybody. Before, these were called Clementines and West Mercots. And if Mike uh, will chuckle about this, those are the ones that just went straight to the juice plant. No one even wanted these things years ago. I mean, back, back when Mike was on the buying desk over at Kroger, I can tell you people were calling him every day saying, oh my gosh, you guys buy, gotta buy these West Murkoffs. And Mike was like, I'm not buying anything smaller than a golf ball because that's what these things are. And now it's transformed from a brand to now people actually make juice out of this stuff. They, they have a great branding on it. And that's what's so crazy that you can turn something completely that's a commodity into a brand. If you focus on it, though, you got to focus on it. So very interesting to hear that. Um, but people like myself even get sold. Right, Mike? I've been sold. I've been sold many times. And just like the other variety, uh, it's the Deco Palm variety. Um, I was sold on that, that I thought that variety was called a sumo and you make fun of me all the time. I know. Uh, but it's like one of those things where we want to educate you as the consumer. Yes. We want the brand to be in your mind, but we also want you to know where your food comes from, what the fruit actually is, where it's grown. We want to make sure that we're providing you the best flavorful experience that you can have. And when you bite into a California navel orange in February and March, we want you to be thinking, oh man, that's that golden star citrus right there, baby. I mean, that's what we want them to think realistically. We just mean California oranges, citrus from California. Mm. I gotta get me some more of these. Right, Mike? (laughs) Exactly. That's the experience we go for. It's more than just a you know, a, a great piece of fruit that's good for you, good for your, uh, good for your immune system, et cetera. It's, it's a total experience. I mean, I want it to be as romantic as your first date with your significant other or wife, and you remember every single thing, or hopefully you remember every single thing, what they ordered, what they wore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, what they said, what the banter was like. I want that. I, I, to me, direct to consumer, yeah. that's what I want. 
I want the experience to be like that intimate. So I don't know. I'll, I'll stop gushing about that. But that, to me, that's what that means. It should bring that kind of passion. Man, I will tell you what, you know, you just reminded me and hopefully everybody can get this reference. That just reminded me of the movie Click, everyone. If you've seen Click with Adam Sandler, when his wife goes up to him, she goes, oh, honey. She's like, don't you remember the first song during our first kiss? And he's like, yes, I do. Pause. <laughs> goes back. It's like a cranberries. And she's like, oh, you remembered. It's like, gosh. He's like, not only do I remember the song, I remember what that girl, your best friend was wearing. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it just, just reminded me of that um that's crazy man but it's so true spoiler alert if you put click on i'm gonna cry i guarantee you oh, dude, i will cry me. that is the I'm only sorry. adam sandler movie that i think i've ever seen that did bring tears to, to my eyes at least i mean besides uh i would say billy madison making me cry laughing so hard i mean i would say that's the only one and, and one of my favorite parts of billy madison now that we're on this subject is uh when steve buscemi buscemi has his list and he's like, and Adam Sandler comes and says, sorry to him. He's like, all right. He's like, check. He's like, go kill him. I was, just like, <laughs> I was like, we all got one of those in our high school, man. You know it. I know it. Damn Billy Madison knows it as well. It's, it's a crazy thought. And I think it's true. I think there's a lot of them out there, man. But That's yeah, a, man, I, I, click is a crazy one, man. It's a, it's a tearjerker for sure. It definitely yeah, is. You, you got to love Adam Sandler. I, as much as I'm like, I'm not an Adam Sandler, I, I'll, I'll totally go against it. Once you, once you put some of the, you don't realize how many movies Adam Sandler's made until you're like, okay, he, this guy's in everything. He kicks oh, movies yeah. out like, I don't know, like I freaking change everywhere. Shoes. I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, it's don't not, mess with the but, Zohan, man. Don't mess with the Zohan. He's got, he's got a lot was, out there, man. You that know, was it, one of the most terrible movies ever, <laughs> but it did make me laugh, and it was like a guilty pleasure. I will say that. See, <laughs> hey, kind of like this podcast. It's kind of kind of. We had Michael thing. Buffer in. Don't mess with the Zohan. I got to give him a little bit of credit. How he had Michael Buffer in there. So Adam Sandler, if you're listening, contact us. We'll have you on. We'll make fun of all your movies and yourself, along with you telling us why you made them. Just reach out to us. You know where to find us. Uh, Mike, <laughs> I do want to say one more thing. Our time is almost up. It's 2021, man. You've been a sponsor of the podcast for the entire year. The experience to me has been phenomenal. We have been able to touch so many people and so many hearts with the Produce Industry Podcast, with Flavor Wave, with Golden Star, uh, and even just yourself being a steward and a, really a co-founder of this idea. I mean, what do you see and what would you tell the people out there listening to the podcast today? I mean, very proud uh, to be a sponsor, proud to support um, keep listening. Obviously, keep listening. A lot of very intelligent people, much smarter than myself, have been on this podcast. Uh, I think the content is fantastic. I think you do a great job as a host, Pat. Um, I feel like your podcast dives deeper than some of the news outlets, but it dive deep. There you go. Dives deeper maybe than some of the news outlets, and that's not to knock anyone. That is definitely not a put down. But uh, I think some of the guests are a little more, a uh, little more mixed across the whole industry. To be honest, I mean, and I love that. I think that's great. Showing the diversity of of what we do in our in our produce industry is fantastic. Keep it going. Keep up the good hard work, and I will definitely keep listening. And hopefully, you know, the few or a lot of people that are listening to this will keep supporting us as well. So all good. Twenty twenty one. Best wishes to everyone. 
Uh, let's keep this thing going. Let's keep supporting Pat and the produce, in, uh, produce industry podcast. Heck yeah, man. I appreciate those words coming from you. Two more things before we sign off tonight. If you remember Pogs, please reach out to us. I was traveling in Atlanta, Georgia uh, during December, and I went to a comic book store, and they had like 5,000 Pogs. And you bet I bought a bunch of Pogs for myself and my daughter because I used to collect Pogs as a kid. So if you are in the produce industry and you've collected Pogs, I want you to reach out. I want to hear from you what your favorite Pogs back in the days because there were, that Mike, I got the yin-yang Pog right here, man. So a lot of different ones, how you played the game. And then number two, the last thing, uh, one of our other sponsors, she is one of my favorite gals. I talk about her all the time. Um, and we actually get to make fun of her a little bit too because she jumped the gun on one of our questions so sponsorship months come in we're going to have more people on the podcast if you know maddie fisher please reach out to her and guess her favorite movie i'm not going to tell you we've said it many times it's in other other comments but please reach out to her and tell her what her favorite movie is she'll be dying to hear from you she'll be on again during sponsorship month john green logistics mike thank you so much golden star flavor wave we're out You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.